You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello, and welcome back to The Food Code. I decided that I shouldn't say happy Friday because we see <laughs> I So I've been obsessed. Last Friday, I watched, do you remember a while ago when you were like, it's Friday, yeah, it's Saturday, Saturday. And so Liz was singing this song and I was like, what are you doing? And I had no idea what she was doing. <laughs> so one of our friends that works for First Form um, posted the video. And I think it's the original video of it. I don't know. Um, but I posted it on my Instagram stories last week. I watched it like 20 times just because it made me smile so big. Like it's this guy, it's basically a song um, and it's a guy and they're driving in a car and he's like, you know what day it is, right? It's Friday. And then he gets out and he opens the door and dances outside as like the car is moving forward and he's, and it's so great. Like it just puts a smile on your face. I love it. So that's what I think about now whenever we do a Friday fire. So I've been trying to convince Becca that we got to start doing like some more like funny videos and stuff because I love cat and Nat. They just crack me up. And Becca and I are two, you know, different uh, careers than they are. We are not comedians, although I wish that I was just naturally funny. Like, you know how you have friends that are just like, they're just so funny. I just, I wish I was like that, but that's not a skill set of mine. So I've been sending these videos to her and I actually posted on my Instagram and a lot of people were like, yes, you guys should do that. It's just one where it's funny. I think they're in their pajamas and there's a girl who I think they're also kind of a height differential the way that we are. Yeah. Yep. She tries to like climb on top of her legs and she's going to hold her in the air. And obviously it's an epic fail every time, which ours would probably be an epic fail as cushions. well. Get, get cushions around so we don't injure ourselves <laughs> well here's one thing we have going for us we're definitely more athletic i think than they are i think we're pretty strong yeah, yeah i think that we're relatively strong we have pretty good body control um yeah i think we should also do like a rant video like they do a lot of times mm-hmm. with their wine in the car yes that would be so funny because honestly i mean we talk a lot about wine but people are like i don't ever see you guys like drinking wine or doing anything well because what we're doing nine to five every day, usually eight to five. And outside of those hours is preparing for client calls, taking care of our kids, working on Zoom, stuff like that. But um, yeah, I I think there's going to be some big kind of shifts in what uh, just our social platforms are like in 2022. This is something we're kind of strategizing with um, my husband who does all our marketing advertising. And anyways, just some some big things that we want to kind of shift into. You guys have heard us, you know, and some people have commented already, like, I love that you are just bringing the fire even more than you were before. And yeah, I just, I'm done with the bullshit. I'm done with like the whole masking thing, like mask who you are, show your perfect life. Like, I don't think we've ever done that, Mm -mm. but I see so many coaches out there who never truly share like their authentic self. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I feel like I'm an open book. Ask me anything and I'll tell you. Yeah. I, I, I've been trying to do that more and more. And I I think, you know, what could be really cool is maybe if like we each did a solo podcast one day and like told our stories a little bit more in depth because when we do our stories they're pretty brief and I was talking to a client the other day about this um but and I talked I talked a little bit about like the spectrum of giving yourself grace and pushing yourself to an extreme Mm -hmm. and how how I found my happy medium was by going to both sides of that spectrum and realizing pushing myself to the major extreme 
was unhealthy and it created a very disordered eating situation. And at that time in my life, that's where I ended up was like with an eating disorder and way too lean. I lost my period. And then I went through this phase of adrenal fatigue and I leaned into that giving myself grace, which I think I needed to at the time. But then I like, I kind of let it become too much and I wasn't happy. I was trying to tell myself that I was happy, but I wasn't because I love the challenge. And I think with the giving myself grace end of the spectrum, I wasn't challenging myself enough to where like I felt proud of what I was doing. And so I found this medium again where like, I think it's a healthy medium where I'm, you know, I'm training hard, but it's not excessive. I'm eating enough for my body. I'm not starving my body. Um, And it's one of those things where I think, I'm trying to show now the phase of my journey that I'm in because if you look back at my social media, like there was a period where I was super extreme intense and then I went through this phase after Carson and adrenal fatigue where I was like, you got to love your body. It changes and like lean into the changes, but I wasn't super happy there either. And so like now I'm in this phase where I want to find that place where I'm happy again and I want to push my body to that place and I feel proud and more confident when I am challenging myself not when I'm constantly giving myself grace. And so I think that my my social media might seem confusing if you look really back at my journey, but it's been my journey, you know? Mm-hmm. And it spoke to different people at different times, I've seen. Um, and so, I, you know, everyone's going to find someone that they relate to um, at that season of life that they're in. And that's what I think is important. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting that everybody has different needs in different seasons. So like you said, like I needed to go through that phase where I needed to, you needed to chill the fuck out and give yourself some grace. I know, (laughs) I did, I did guys. It was extreme, it was, I literally ran my body into the ground. Yes, and I kept telling her like, it's okay, but you're in that different mental place of like, this is not my norm. Like I don't like how my body is changing, but it was also out of your control. And Mm -hmm. so there was that whole mental and emotional aspect of like, you wanted to understand what the hell is going on with my body. And I don't blame you for that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But I also think it was cool to see you go to that other side because you do speak to a lot of women in that space of like, I'm not always going to be perfect. We have, Mm -hmm. you know, several people who are like, well, I want to be X amount of weight. I want to have a six pack. I want to look lean and toned for the rest of my life. And the reality of that goal is one, you're never going to be happy. And two, you're not going to maintain your leanest physique every day of your life. Nope. Even as I spoke about, like coming out of my cut, like I know I'm up a pound or two and I expect to be there, but I don't want to let this slide back Mm -hmm. all the way up to the 10 pounds. And so it's going through different phases too of like, I have that mental grit, I get really dialed in and then I get to a place that I realize like, okay, I don't need to stay here forever. This is too much on my body. That deficit is too long, depth and duration again. So you've got to do this in kind of phases, but you learn something every time you go through it. Yep. I learned things through the last cut phase that I did from the first cut phase. I learned things from my powerlifting me. You learn things from Mm -hmm. loving your body. And now it's kind of coming to this place where, you know, I want to be happy, but I also want to challenge myself not to fall to the BS things that a lot of people claim out there. So I'll give this an example. You tell me if I'm wrong, but like on the giving yourself grace spectrum, you have these people who are like, well, work is really busy. I didn't get a lot of sleep. And so I didn't get my steps in. I didn't get to the gym and I ordered out. Okay. So I'm giving myself grace because it's work really busy. But then you also have the other people on the extreme side who are like, yeah, I just slept for four hours a night because I had to get up and get my meal prep in. I had to go get my elliptical training done. And then on my lunch hour, I went and got my lifting session done. And like, now I'm a hero because I got all my work done. Well, at the flip side of this, then you also totally. didn't sleep. Well, that's the different edge of the spectrum. 
you know, and I, I think that we need to figure out what the happy medium for people. And that's different for everyone, guys. Like, like Liz was saying, if you want a obscene body composition where you're super cut and lean, it's not sustainable. It's not healthy. It's the extreme of that side. But if you want change and you find that you keep giving yourself grace, that's probably why you're not seeing change. And so we have to find this happy medium. And I, I would say people tend to be a little bit safer in terms of wiggle room on the on the extreme of like pushing yourself more. But it can't get to the point where you're learning yourself into the ground. Mm-hmm. So like, are there some days where I don't have great sleep, but I work out anyways? Yes. They are not the majority of my days. The majority of my days, I get seven hours of solid sleep. I feel rested. I don't feel exhausted the entire day. I'm get, like, But there are some days where I get five and a half hours of sleep. I still work out because that was my plan for that day. And I know even though it might not be the most amazing training session, it's the repeatability in my mind of this is what I do. I wake up and I work out at this time. And so I think that I would rather someone be on that end of the spectrum because we can work with that. The giving yourself grace, you got to build some grit. Mm -hmm. I think. And so like, I would say that end of the spectrum becomes sometimes harder to shift versus the other side. Well, because here's the thing, when you're coming from that place of giving yourself grace, you often don't see crazy results, Mm -hmm. right? Because you are building to instill changes, but they are not crazy drastic changes, right? Like we are not about you come to us, we're going to overhaul your entire life because we want you to leave our program and do this for the rest of your life. And so for some people, it goes slower. For some people, it goes faster Mm -hmm. in terms of what's realistic for them to change and be consistent with. You can't tell me that you changed your food intake, but you only did it three of the seven days of the week because the rest of the week got busy and then you went out and you ate fast food. Even though you made healthier choices there and that can be a win, you also had a lot more trans fats, a lot more inflammatory foods coming in. Maybe you didn't you know, eliminate the things that we had talked about eliminating in terms of sugar or whatever that personal you know, client journey is what that looks like for them. But at the end of the day, when you're coming from this place of I'm giving myself too much grace, I think the physical changes and the results are often slower and so people give up mm-hmm. because they are not in it for the long haul. Whereas people on the other side that have this grit and this grit, I would say for me personally that I have, it's been built over years and different seasons and a lot of failing and a lot of learning and a lot of understanding what is truly important for me to feel good. Mm -hmm. Because there was a quote by Andy Frisella that he sent his email um, a few weeks back that I think is kind of relates to this. Champions have days where they struggle and they want to quit too. But the difference between people who succeed long-term is that they get up the next day and they give it another shot. They go and they take another, like as we talked about a few Fridays ago, at bats, right? They're not going to quit. And that is where we have to find a happy medium for a lot of people and a lot of clients too. Is like this fine line of what is enough change that you can see results to feel good, but also that push you in a direction that's outside of your comfort zone to start to really build that mental grit so that we can find a place where you can balance your lifestyle, you can balance your goals, but you're also putting in the effort to achieve the change that you desire. Yeah. I think the big thing here that a lot, and this is a harsh reality for a lot of people, a lot of people feel like they start making a lot of changes, but they don't see progress. And so the hard truth here is the changes you made aren't big enough. Like, like Liz was saying, 
you've been picking better options when you go out to eat or like you've, you know, made your food a few days a week and those are big changes for you, but you're still not seeing progress that you want. Okay, well, it wasn't enough. What else do we need to do? Are you having bites, looks, and tastes throughout the day that you aren't tracking? Are you having one meal a week that's like a huge indulgent meal that, you know, is throwing off your entire week? Like, are you not exercising with enough intensity? What are we doing and not doing that is not bringing us results? And so this is something that, you know, kind of the main point of what we talk, we're talking about today is we have to have kind of this like non-negotiable mentality. We can't negotiate with ourselves and we can feel bad and angry about like, why am I not seeing results? I feel like I'm doing all these things. Okay. I'm sorry that you feel like you're doing all these things, but it's obviously not enough and we need to do more. And that's just the reality of it, guys. Like it's not something mean that we're saying to people. Like it's just Mm -hmm. when you break it down, it's just the truth. Like you have to not accept anything but, but your best in that situation and in that moment. And the things that I think we're missing here is that people think their best is not that much. Like people, people are underestimating what their best is. They're, they're like, well, I'm trying all of these things and that's a, like, I'm trying really hard. I bet you could try harder. I bet you could do a little bit more. It's going to be hard work and it's going to be more grit, but I bet you have more in you. And so instead of being angry about what changes you've made aren't working, Start looking at what else can I do? Like, oh, I'm trying really hard, but apparently it's not enough. I need to do more. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to try harder. I need to remove some other things. There's something that's not adding up here. There's something that I'm missing. What is it? And so that's where I think a lot of people don't like to face because you're facing your flaws. You're facing that maybe your efforts aren't enough. You're facing that maybe you're not being as honest with yourself. And those are all hard things, guys. Like, I'm not blaming anyone that's not happy about those. Like, that's human nature. Human nature is to not get uncomfortable. It just Mm -hmm. is. And so we have to know that we kind of have to trick our brains. We have to trick ourselves and and like just draw the line in the sand of this is a hard pill to swallow. But if you think you're doing enough and you feel like you're working hard enough, but you're not seeing results, I'm sorry, it's not enough. Yeah. And so I think here you've got to go back and you've got to evaluate. Like when you say I'm trying quantify that for me. Mm-hmm. How much have you done this week? Like, did you walk 10,000 steps every single day? Or did you walk 10,000 steps two out of the seven days? Did you drink your water that you were supposed to drink seven out of the seven days? Or did you do it three out of the seven days, right? Like quantify what this trying looks like so that you can improve. And I think for a lot of people, when we're talking about like giving it your absolute best and your absolute all, this might be completely different from where you were a month ago. And so relative to where you were, you feel like this is the best that I can do. But as coaches, as educators, as you know, people who have just chosen not to be mediocre, we know that there is more to be pulled out of every single person. Even some of our coaches that we you know, or some of our clients that are coaches, we have clients that are nutritional Mm -hmm. coaches. What do we do? We pull out more in them. That's why you hire a coach. What happened when you were training with your CrossFit coach? He kept programming harder for you because he wanted Mm -hmm. to push you. He wanted to see where you can get to. My coach does the same thing with my training. He changes my training and he's like, I don't know how this is going to go, but this is what I'm going to give you. Show me what you got. And when I hit those numbers or he adds something new in and it helps me improve one of my heavier lifts, he knows that's what's working, but he can't see if it's working or not without what? 
consistency and data and videos and showing up. If you're not willing to show up and do the work, don't complain about the results that you're not getting because this is where you've got to decide if you want to create change. There's no other negotiation about it. On the mornings that I get up and train, and I agree with Becca on this, that those days of the week that we've programmed into our schedule for us to train, even if I didn't sleep great the night before, for whatever reason, I'm still at the gym. And it might not be my best workout. It might not be the strongest workout. Guess what? You're going to have a lot of shitty workouts compared to the ones that you feel like amazing. But what you can do is you can go back and you can say, hey, I still showed up. I tried. I tried to lift the weight. It didn't come off the ground. So I scaled back by five and I made my lifts, right? Like whatever the scenario is here for people. I'm just throwing these things out there. But if you are giving yourself grace and you're like, well, I didn't sleep well last night, so I'm just not going to the gym. And then you take that time times, however many times it happened over the course of the month, you've now missed six of your workouts. Mm -hmm. To me, that's unacceptable. What we should do is either shift the day or the time, right? Look, this is why we look ahead at our calendars and we plan these things in and it becomes a non-negotiable or you just scale it and you still show up for yourself because every time that you don't show up for yourself when you say that you will, you're mentally telling yourself that you are not worth it, that you are not worthy, that your goals don't matter, right? So these are the things that happen subconsciously in your mind and in your brain. And so I do agree. It's like not every day is gonna be perfect that you're gonna have seven and a half hours of sleep and get up and you just have that pep in your step to get to the gym. But you build this discipline and this grit by getting up and showing up. And, you know, I think you said something earlier that I wanted to kind of touch on is like, it's not always going to be perfect, but that accumulation effect of pushing too hard is where you know your threshold for that, right? Like you won't Mm -hmm. go back to that place. If you slept four hours every day, like with Taylor, you won't go back that place. No, no. And I like, those both of those places in my life taught me things that I am now in a place where like I have never felt so good about approaching, you know, weight loss postpartum, weight loss in general, like health and getting my body to a place I want it to be. I've never felt so happy and confident about this process because I know what to watch out for and I know what I've done wrong in the past. And I think the big thing that like if this is striking a chord with you guys and you're getting upset or like I do try hard, like here's what I would I would challenge you with. Do you want to be told that you're amazing or do you want to see results? I mean, I can do both. I can tell you that you're amazing and you are amazing, but I can, I'm going to also tell you like, I'm sorry, what you're doing isn't working. And so you need to do differently. And a lot of people don't want to hear that because it's hard to hear. Um, but I was listening to James Clear this morning on a podcast and he's uh, he wrote Atomic Habits. And what he talked about was that this whole like self-love and body positivity movement that's going on is it's tough because you can tell yourself that you're amazing all you want, but in your brain, if you are not acting in ways that are confirming that there starts to be a disconnect Mm -hmm. and there starts to be a disconnect in your brain that you're like, I'm amazing. I I love my body. But if you're not doing things that are making you confident about your body, your brain starts, your brain's going to start to be like, but wait, that you're saying these things, but you're not acting in them. And that's a problem. And so it doesn't work. And so that's where I see like the biggest flaw with this, you know, overly positive, you know, society that we're trying to start to see if everyone gets a participation trophy, everyone being, you know, overweight and super unhealthy is fine. Like love your, no guys, like if you're unhappy and you're not healthy, you should want to change. I'm not saying you have to be miserable throughout that process. We talk a lot about like, love yourself in the moment, but always be striving for more and be proud of yourself with what you're doing. That's where the confidence comes in is 
accomplishing these things that you're proud of and pushing yourself to that next level and continuing to level level yourself up is what builds the confidence you need to get to those places. It all happens together. It's not like you work really hard and there's no reward until you finally get there. No, the reward is the hard work. Like that is the reward that gives you the confidence that you need. And I think the biggest thing too is a lot of people see, you know, mentors or they see these people um, like, for example, like a lot of our clients probably see Liz and I and our coaches and it seems like we have a lot of our stuff together and like we don't struggle with anything. Guys, Liz and I struggle every day. Like I am constantly overwhelmed with all of the things I'm trying to think about and all of the things that I'm trying to be good at, and all of the things that I know need my attention and need my you know, time, it's hard. We're busy. And I understand everyone's busy is relative to them. Like You probably feel like you can't add a single extra thing to your plate right now, but I'm going to say you can. You just haven't figured out where yet. And that's what we help a lot of people with is prioritizing our time, looking at your day. I think I saw on average people spend two and a half hours on social media a day. I wouldn't doubt two it. Two and a half hours. Think about all the things you could be doing with two and a half hours. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I was actually listening to a podcast with Joe Rogan the other day and he was talking to the guys that kind of um, created the social media platforms of what we have now today and like the um, thought process behind the scroll. Like it literally just keeps people addicted. They waste mm-hmm. time. They just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And it's like, if you don't know what to do with yourself now, what do people do? They find their self grabbing their phone again. I'm uncomfortable. I'm just going to sit here and scroll. And so we're using this almost as a way to deflect what we should be doing. And that's showing up for ourselves, taking actions, right? That align with our goals consistently. But also maybe in our relationships, having some of those conversations, like when we do get a little uncomfortable, know it's okay to be uncomfortable and communicate back with that person who's making you feel uncomfortable or whatever the situation is, right? So I think that is very, very true. I think people also spend way too much time watching TV, way too much time just lollygagging, whatever that term is, right? Like lollygagging, lollygagging, you know, just like putzing around. It's funny because Becca and I were talking about this the other day and God, if it's not true, having a toddler, but like we could be up at six o'clock in the morning and tell our friends we're going to be at the gym at nine and still be freaking late three hours later because it's just how I try to work backwards. I so, I so hard try to work backwards. And what I've had to start doing is like the night before prepare as much this morning to get out of the house, to get to your house. I, so I have to drive an hour from my house to my mom's about an hour. And then I drive about 20 minutes to Liz's. I drop the kids off at my mom's getting out of the house with a three month old and a three year old and myself who's pumping. I had seven bags. I had Taylor's bottles, my pump stuff, snacks for Carson, extra clothes for both of them, diapers for Taylor. Taylor's sick. I brought like her nose Frida. I have my food. I have my computer bag. I have my coat change of clothes for me because Liz and I are filming. Like it is obscene how much stuff I have we were still 10 minutes late getting out of the house this morning and I I even spent an extra 30 minutes this morning like making my greens and reds ahead of time putting it in the fridge getting Carson a cup of water putting it in the fridge so that I could just like grab it and put it in the car and it was I still it's impossible with children it is impossible with small children because Carson doesn't give an f what time we leave he's like I'm gonna make take as long as possible to go to the bathroom and to brush my teeth because I don't care and to put my coat on and get my shoes on. But, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's like, let's go back to kind of the topic of this. Sorry, I totally skewed huh? us there again, going on a different rant. But at the end of the day, the mentality that you need to win with whatever it is that you're trying to win at is that this is a non-negotiable. I do these things. I show up for myself in the ways, even if it's imperfect, because it's never going to be perfect. 
right? Even if it's imperfect, you still showed up and you're telling, you're acting as if. Beck and I have talked about this before, kind of back to what you talked about with the James Clear thing is like, if you're telling yourself these things, but you don't truly believe them and then you're not acting upon these things, it's never going to come to fruition. Like I personally don't believe in like, I just manifest all this money just falling out of the sky because I thought about making $10 million. No, you have to align your actions with what a person who makes $10 million a year does. And that is not treating their body like shit, being lazy, not showing up for themselves, not following through with their commitments, right? So if you want to win, you've got to grasp onto this non-negotiable mentality and you've got to start taking responsibility for your actions and making changes and maybe bigger changes than they've already made if you want to succeed. Yeah. I'm going to leave us with this quote that I've mentioned a couple times today when Nick and I were watching Yellowstone last night, which was amazing, by the way. It's an amazing show. And they were talking about something and they were talking about like, you know, I, he almost didn't make it. And he goes, you know, the thing about almost is that almost is really hard to measure and almost doesn't matter. And it's true guys. Like I tried, I almost did this. I, you know, I tried my best. Like these things are not quantifiable. There's do and there's don't. There's really no in between most of the time. And if we don't, we need to learn from ourselves and why we didn't and make a change. Guys, listen, Liz and I daily battle things in our mind every single day. You need to have the hard moments. You need to have the grit. And I think it's really important to not only think about all the things you want and the goals that you have, start visualizing the difficulties that you're going to face during that time. Visualize what's going to be hard because everyone always visualizes, I'm going to be doing amazing. I'm going to be waking up on time. I'm going to be in this body that I love and I'm proud of. People don't visualize, I stepped on the scale and it went up instead of down. They don't visualize, I didn't have food prepared. And so I ended up in this, we don't visualize the difficult times. And so people aren't prepared for them. I am very much so right now preparing for things not to go how I'd like them to go, which is linear weight loss, my body changes on a week to week basis, and it happens super fast. I would love for that to happen, but I know it's not going to. I am prepared for the struggle. I am prepared for the grit that it's going to take for probably, I'm three months postpartum right now, for probably the next nine months, I am going to be struggling to get to a place that I want to get to, but I'm prepared for that. And so it makes it a little bit easier. So create the non-negotiables, stick to them like they're non-negotiables and be prepared for the hard moments and you will succeed in whatever you are trying to do. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.